What's up, guys? What's going on, man? I'm Paul. I'm back, dude. This is Pauline Theology. We are doing our study through Judges Daily Devotional. Man, glad you're here. Glad you're listening. And I hope that we have been going through some good stuff because now we're about to get to the first judge. So the first uh, uh, the book has finally opened up to the second part. And the, um, like we said, there was uh, three sections. We've got the, the uh, prologue kind of sets up what's going on. Then we've got the Book of the Saviors, which is going to be about all of the judges that ruled over Israel during this time period. And then the third part is kind of like an epilogue or just how even though the judges were bad, that the people themselves um, the people of Israel were corrupt in their self and that they didn't even need a king to corrupt them. So, yeah, we're going to uh, we're going to finally get into the second part. And I'm glad that you guys are listening. So let's 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 jump in. Let's jump in. Remember, every time we talk about three things, one is what does the scripture actually say? What's going on? What's occurring Two, what is it saying about um, the Lord? What's it saying about God, his character, his nature? And then what is it saying about ourselves? I say three every time, but I mean four. Four is we got to apply it to our lives. Application is definitely something that we should be doing. And so let's get in it, man. Let's get in it. It says in Judges chapter three, verse seven, and the people of Israel did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. They forgot the Lord, their God, and served the Baals or Baals and the Asherahs. Therefore, the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel, and he sold them into the hands of Cushan Rithium, king of Mesopotamia. And the people of Israel served Cush Rithium eight years. But when the people of Israel cried out to the Lord, the Lord raised up a deliverer for the people of Israel who saved them, Othniel, the son of Kenaz, Caleb's younger brother. The spirit of the Lord was upon him, and he judged Israel. He went out to war, and the Lord gave Cush Rithim, king of Mesopotamia, into his hands, and his hand prevailed over Cush Rithim, so that the land had rest for 40 years. Then Othniel, the son of Kenaz, died. Man, we got a, uh, what's going on? What's happening? Well, it looks like the Israelites are doing evil. It says they started serving uh, the gods of the land. Remember how we saw that they did not, the Israelites, they did not um, rid the country or their uh, the land of Canaan of all the people that were in it. And then God said because of that, he's going to cause them to be thorns in their sides. And the thorns in their sides caused them to turn to these other gods rather than the God who had saved them. They began to serve the Baals and the Asherahs, these are the deities that were in the land when they got there. And we already know that the Lord is uh, um, doesn't like that. <laughs> I mean, they're not real gods. You know, they are no gods. And so he's not a big fan of that. And because of that, the Lord was mad. He was ang he was angry at the people of Israel for all that he had done for them. And and then because of that, he sold them into the hands of uh the king of Mesopotamia and the king of Mesopotamia crushed them for um, eight years. Yeah. He had them. They were probably slaves of some kind in, in uh, a painful disposition as the people of that country for those eight years. And so when they were under that oppression, they began to cry out to God. They, they cried out to the God who saved them from the last time. It's funny how we cry out to the God who we know can save us. 
So in situations, we call them foxhole prayers, I believe, is whenever we know things are trouble, we cry out to the God we know who can save us. But then whenever things are all good, we cry out to things that are no gods, like to money, to, to power, to wealth, to status. And, and for them, it was the ba- Baals and Asterisks. But, uh, yeah, they cried out to God, and then God did something amazing. He raised up a Savior, Othniel. And we've seen Othniel before. We saw him earlier with Caleb and his daughter, and he married his daughter, and he got that land. So that was really kind of like, I believe, the author of Judges was showing us a family. We talked about how that family was um, a picture of how godliness can still be prevalent in a society where things are very difficult, very hard, and very corrupt. Because the time of the judges is an evil time. But a family that can that honors God, loves God, and lives for God is still around during these times. And so Othniel was shown as that. And now, again, we see that Othniel is a special person that God has raised up to save the uh, people of, um, to save the people of Israel from Cush Rishantium. And so after that, uh, it says that uh, Othniel defeated him, and then he judged over Israel. And um, and after he judged over Israel, it said the land had rest for 40 years. So because of uh, Othniel, a godly person that was raised up by the Lord, the people were freed from their oppression, and they had rest for 40 years. And then Othniel died. What does this scripture tell us about who God is? Well, first, I think it shows us a characteristic that we're not too happy about about God is that he's a jealous God. He cares for his people. He loves his people. And when they are not faithful to him, that makes him mad. And I know a lot of people think that that's a um, a, a bad attribute, but it's not. It's It's because God desires for his people to have the greatest thing. And the greatest thing is him. And when they don't want uh, the greatest thing, it really kind of makes the the thing um, not as good anymore. Another example, I think, is that uh, a relationship with a marriage is that they made a covenant with God. And so in marriage, if a, a husband and a spouse are together, and if the spouse is having uh, illicit affairs with other people, isn't isn't it righteous for the the spouse that is not cheating, the faithful spouse, to be angry? That's the the thing that happens here is the Lord is angry. He's mad because the people of Israel are cheating on him. They're going after other gods when they had made a covenant, a, a relationship, a marriage, a promise together with him. But then I think another thing that we see about God's character. It's not just his jealousy, but we see his absolute and wonderful grace. You see, the, the the overall theme in this book is two things. We talked about how one is it's grace, that, that God shows grace despite the, um, the forgetting. Like it says, they forgot the Lord their God. Despite the fact that they forgot about God, God still saves them. And then the the next thing is what we're going to see as we continue to read as well is that the people of Israel become more and more like the people that are in the country that they are inhabiting. 
they begin to look more and more like the world rather than the people, the chosen people, the separated people, the holy people that God had called them to. But God is gracious. That's what we see here, that he is gracious. What do we see about man is we do whatever we want, man. I mean, we forget about all of the good things that have happened to us and we decide that we can make it on our own. You see, God saved them from the land of Egypt, kept them alive in the wilderness, brought them into a land that they saw and said that the people were too big to be able to conquer, yet they conquered them. And then they got a land which was not theirs in the first place, but God gave it to them. But as soon as they get to this land, they forget about what God has done and they start serving these other gods. So I think that's what we do is, like I said about the foxhole prayers is, when trouble comes about, we want to, we want to, uh, as humans, we want to call out to God. But when things are all good, when we get all that we want, man, we forget about Jesus. We forget about God. What can we learn from this, man? What can we find from this? Uh, I think that we have to remember. I think daily we need to remember we need to think and remember and recall all of the things that God has done for us so we don't forget. See, uh, God implemented these these different seasons and these festivals um, in the the uh, Exodus and in and Leviticus. They're like the Passover. They're, um, there's a. Uh, uh, man, they're escaping me right now. I'm sorry, but there are all of these festivals that go on that are supposed to remind the people of Israel about the things that God has done. And so I think that we should be doing that ourselves is reminding ourselves of the faithfulness of God, reminding ourselves of the goodness of God, reminding ourselves of the graciousness of God. And we can do that by reading a scripture. And that's why we always want to see the character of God when we read these things is to remind us of who he is. And if we're reminded of who he is, then I hope that it impacts us in the way that we live. Hey, I appreciate you guys for listening, man. And I hope that we can take something from this to remind ourselves. That's what I want us to do, man, is just really just think about who God is and remind us of his goodness, his graciousness, man. Just knowing that even though we have done so much wrong, so much evil, so been so bad, that God would still show that grace. And because he still shows that grace, man, that maybe that'll make us want to act out a little bit more for his glory. All right, guys, I'll see you guys uh, uh, in the next episode.